0: Today's guest is a rock star who has overcome some challenges to chase after his dream. He's doing it a little bit later in life than most do, but his music is phenomenal. So please, check out My Silent Reality on Spotify or Apple or wherever it is that you listen to music. But make sure that you give this interview with Andrew Wright a listen. We'll get right to it after this. You can be a man of courage, of honor, of integrity. You could be the father, the husband... Leader that your family and your community needs. This is the Manlyhood Mancast. Here's your host, Josh Hatcher. Guys, welcome to the Manly Mancast. I'm Josh Hatcher. I love you guys. I care about you. And I'm really excited to be able to bring you some awesome interviews with some interesting people who are thought leaders, who are musicians, who are businessmen, who can help us level up as men as we get to hear their story and what they've been working on. I love this conversation that I had with Andrew Wright of the band, My Silent Reality. We're going to get right into it right now. Andrew, I'm really glad to have you on the Manly Mancast, man. Uh, I am... Really excited about the work that you're doing with My Silent Reality, and I thought maybe you could tell us a little bit about your story. What's the story behind uh, behind this band? Well, My Silent Reality,
1: the, the name in itself comes from my personal feelings. Um, and it's kind of an oxymoron sort of a name, mainly because what you have is this My Silent Reality, which is my hearing disability with... The um, obviously my struggles with my hearing disability and trying to produce music, do music, um, do rock music. Not only that, but then you have the fact that rock music is loud, so it kind of correlates into my silent reality. Um, but, in a nutshell, my silent reality is my reality. Silence is my reality, and silence can be chaos, in my mind, and in, in my experience, anyways. So, that's kind of where it comes from.
0: I know uh, I've known you for a long time, and I know that I generally have to talk a little louder, you know, when we're talking. But you usually understand things pretty well, you know. I know you've got a hearing aid, right? And you read lips a little bit, kind of in yeah, addition to it. Yeah, my hearing
1: is down to about say like thirty percent without them, um, so I have to wear them. Mm-hmm. And, it is still a challenge from i Obviously, if I'm not facing you, it's not gonna be. <laughs> I'm not gonna hear you. Not get, I know we've had that struggle before. Um, if people talk to me from behind, I don't really get it. Uh, I think it's funny that someone sees me at the store. they, they might think I'm a complete jerk. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I know what I am. I know what uh, I know. What the circumstances, but yeah, it's uh, it's always been a struggle. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you gotta fight through it. And that's I have to do that every day.
0: So, somewhere along the line, and I mean, you've done music your whole life, and uh, like at one point, you actually auditioned for American Idol as well, right?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 um, just fresh out of high school, I believe, and uh, that was the year, I think it was the year that Daughtry was in it or something like that, mm-hmm. but that was, um, it was a fun year, it was a fun experience, I did audition for American Idol, I only did that twice, actually, in Cleveland and Atlanta. So it was a good experience. Yeah, just to go down and, and give it a shot and see what would happen. And <laughs> what the heck, you
0: know? And so here you are now. You're grown. I've got
1: dreams, man. You got to make it happen somehow. Yeah.
0: And so now you're like, okay, fine. If they're not going to pay attention to me, I'm going to do it on my own, right? Right. So how, what does that look like for where you're at now? How does how did this process work for you? Was it a struggle to? Well, just just
1: like anything. Okay. I mean, especially music. Um, you know. You speak with people about what they want to do in their dreams, and, and then pursuing their dreams, they might not get what they want. Um, they might not get there. They might not have the best experience. They might have people tell them they suck. They might have whatever. whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, it's all about what you learn, even at a job. A job, your dream, your, your extracurricular activity, whatever, it's all about going forward, taking a step in faith. It doesn't work out. Okay, so what? And at the end of the day, what was happening with me is I noticed um, that experience obviously didn't work out. I'm going to have been too young, whatever. It wasn't what they were looking for. It, it, don't take it personal. You mm-hmm. got to go back and keep pushing. Um, I ended up moving to South Carolina back in about 08, 09, started the band, Try to Kill Omega. We did really well, and we learned a lot. Um, just learned a lot about music in general, about how to perform how to sell it, how to do the market side of everything with music. Um, Up till today, I mean two years ago, I wrote a country album and met my producer, Travis and in that situation, just what I learned with Travis on that day about what the music business really is and what you need to focus on that you're doing the hard part now with music and now you need to push it with Everything else, how, even right down to how to think and thinking bigger and that the world is smaller and that sort of thing, so you always want to constantly be learning in my situation with music it's always been constantly learning, enjoying it along the way, but learning all at the same time if you can 't enjoy it, then forget it. listening to
0: uh the album, the tracks that you sent over for me to listen to it, it, the music is phenomenal um. I can hear a lot of different influences, I mean, that I can pick up, what, uh, what artists do you think would be, would you consider an influence on your sound and your style?
1: Oh, my sound reality. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I know, that's the question musicians all hate, right?
1: Uh, I, th- there's a lot of different uh, things that I like, um, and that's a lot of stuff that's in the album, like, you can hear a lot of Breaking Benjamin, you can hear a lot of, even Chris Daughtry, I mean, I like him. Some of the vocals that I do, I try to emulate him. Um, but I, I tried to take on a whole new shape. And what was really fascinating about this, I talked about Travis a little bit. And what was really fascinating about this, the whole experience was um, I sent him some the stuff that I produced myself and he's like, "Okay, let's do this. this, this. And it's, it's like the whole collaboration behind music is amazing. Um, but yeah, that, some of the stuff that you're going to hear on it, you obviously hear um, a lot of the Breaking Benjamin type style. Um, you'll hear, yeah, I've heard it sounds like Lincoln Park. The earlier stuff, not the pop stuff. Um, I've heard, like I said, different, different artists, but those two really come to mind at this point.
0: Lots of chunky guitars, big
1: drums, some good synth. You big know. drums, big guitars. Um, one of the ones... I had a guest. It's not listed on there, but I did have a guest come in, and believe it or not, um, a small world. An example of small world. If there's Rascal Flatts fans out there, on the last song on the album, "I'm Breaking Me," there's I had a guest guitar player, Andy White from the Rascal Flatts, play the guitar solo on that, which is pretty cool. It's that is pretty phenomenal.
0: Cool. And so, you, so Travis uh, is out in Tennessee. You went to Tennessee for your. For your studio time, right, Knoxville, out of Knoxville. Knoxville, Tennessee,
1: and uh, what was that experience like for you? Um, well, I I knew him from previously, so I I know he's uh the guys in this profession, in any profession, I, I guess, like the, the really top notch guys, they are, they just they hammer, they hammer you, and he is nothing but a straight professional, like, and at the end of the day, this what he was teaching. I was able to take back just the life lessons and also music, but in general, his biggest thing was always organization. And always, just do it. Believe in yourself, just go for it. I mean, a lot of times he would just say, did you hear the difference? I'd be like, absolutely not. Okay, well, we're just gonna keep going. Do it again, sing it again. And we were seeing the same spot probably like 15 to 20 times. And he'd be like, did you hear the difference? No, Travis, I didn't. Okay, well, he's singing differently. Keep doing it. It, it just kept <laughs> like that, but it did. It was different. Right. Even though I might not have heard it, it was different. He knew what the difference yeah, was. Yeah, it was different, you know? Um, I think, he, he, obviously, you know how I perform and how I sing. And mm-hmm. you even mentioned it, too. Like, wow, that, that really matured. Your voice really matured.
0: Yeah, like, it, I was listening to it, and it, my first thought was, wait, is that Drew? Is that the guy that I know? And then I'm listening, and I'm like, yeah, I can hear in his inflection. I can hear in his tone. That's him. But what it seems like your producer did is he said, let me pull out the best in you. Oh, yeah. You know? And and, 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 if, pull it and, out. and just draw it out, which, honestly, I think, like, that actually kind of relates. Like, that's actually, like, a life lesson. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like find somebody that's going to pull out the best in you, you know? That's awesome. So. And
1: it, that's really, at the end of the day, that's why... He's won double Awards. That's one he's been nominated for Grammys. That's why he's worked with POD and Pillar and um, some of the other people. Chris Stapleton, for other country fans out there. Um, he also works with Dolly Parton. So, I mean, it was nice to be able to work with the best of the best. And, it, and believe it or not, if there's any musicians out there, he was affordable. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, that's, yes. but he, he's fantastic. Um, if you are a musician and you are, even anything in life, get yourself the best product. Don't just put something else out there because it makes it so much easier, so much easier.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there's something sometimes to the, you know, the raw and the, the unplugged and the natural. You know, there's a place for that. But you know, if, if you really want to do this, you're saying this is your dream. You want to put this out there and actually make it happen. So why not? give it the best why right. not do
1: the best you can with it you this know? is my last raw I mean at <laughs> the end of the day yeah I'm 36 still chasing the dream um, I feel I still got it I'm, I still feel young you know but at the end of the day this is my last raw I'm gonna go full head on 10% percent i put everything into this one we got the band we're getting the band together now and we're gonna push this these and then I have a follow up album that I wanna do and That's then awesome. whatever happens after that we'll see Hopefully hopefully it takes off, keeps going. So far, so good.
0: So tell me about the songs themselves. You know, the title of the album is called Quarantine. Is that right? The album is called Quarantine. Now, it,
1: it's called Quarantine. I didn't say, oh, I'm going to use the pandemic and use it. But it's more quarantine, obviously. It's one of those things where you're sick and you got to cut yourself off, you know, and heal. Um, really that's the imagery of the album and that's really of all the songs that's what the imagery of the album is I wanted this to be if you see the art on the uh, the front of the album it's a picture of the guy so everything everything's combined by the way the the album covers all the imagery is everything um, but it's a picture of this guy's face and it's kind of being pushed away blown away and um, that is really just stripping off the old self, pushing yourself in. And at the end of the day, that's what my stuff's about because I have, like I said, with my hearing disability, the constant fight. I mean, it's not its not just saying that, and I don't like talking about it, it's kind of, it's kind of uncomfortable, but sure. at the end of the day, it's not just something that is there. It's something that you have to fight every single day. Anybody with a disability understands that. Um, it's called a disability for a reason because you don't have either that sense that the eyesight or can't drive or you're handicapped in some way and i mean at the end of the day that's what this is about these are about my struggles So if anybody out there has those type of struggles that's what i want to combine with um i mean just to name a few i I would have loved anything more than to talk with a guy like Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park before he took his own life. Those kind of people, those kind of situations, you're like, holy crap. I mean, I had a best friend myself take his own life, and that was completely devastating. And to know that maybe there was somebody else out there that struggled with the same kind of demons that you did. So it's um, it's kind of, I want to be transparent to my fans anyways. That's what these songs are. These songs are like, open me up on the inside. You can see everything, including what I'm thinking. And that's that's why I want to throw that out there. But that's what quarantine's all pretty much about.
0: Honestly, I, I like music like that myself more than, you know, you turn on the radio and when they're just faking it and they're just making stuff up and talking about whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Or they're like writing a breakup song, and they've never broken up with anybody in their entire life. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, like, you, can relate, you can relate to different things. I mean, I, I mean, I like to party. I like to have a good time too. You know what I mean? And I can relate with some of those songs, sure.
0: You know, but but I think this sounds like, hey, here's my heart. This is what I'm dealing with. What I'm going through. And I think that's,
1: I think that's powerful. Yeah, that's my. I, I will always. That's my commitment. When I write, that has always been my commitment. You will know, you're going to be able to say, that guy's awesome. And you want to know what makes it even cooler. What makes it even cooler is not so much them getting into it and them listening to it, and I'll put my song out there. I'm, I'm awesome. That's, that has nothing to do with it. But when I'm on stage, I think when I write this stuff, when I'm on stage and I watch other people sing my songs, that is the most magical moment. Like, I, don't, I don't know how many artists, other artists say that, but when I write my stuff, that's what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about those people singing it back to me. And it's so, it it takes you. You might have heard it before. Like these artists that say oh, it was like an out of body experience. That like you like float in that moment. You just feel the energy of the people. So it's a. Uh, I want that positive energy. You know, I don't want. I mean, I was talking about it the other day with the uh, the attitude and the the drive behind guys like you know, The Biscuit. You know, they they had a different way to channel their anger <laughs> and right. their frustrations, like break stuff. You know, like I, know, I look back at different shows that they did from like uh, Woodstock 99 where it just went bonkers after they were on stage. But that was their emotion, and people were able to connect to that, which is really cool. So,
0: honestly, though, like that's some that's something I was thinking about today. Is as men, we often don't know how to express our emotion. We don't, you know tough guys like, you know, like poetry, you know, singing. No, dude, like that's actually a very valid masculine way to express what you're feeling.
1: Hey, I and mean, you probably you know? know as much as I do, the most manly men that I know are able to communicate. I've got issues. Facing exactly. Issues. I be- had to get over them. So do you. Time to man up and face your issues. Exactly. So those are the most manly, most uh, positive people that I could possibly know. Guys that have been there, I struggled with alcohol I struggled with drugs I struggled with whatever sex, pornography, whatever um, those guys are the ones that you can look up and say gen- genuine I guess is what yeah You want real genuine people in your life real yeah because I, I mean we, we all see it I call them barroom talking you sure know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying like you're talking with some guy or whatever fellow guys you know you're trying to fit in and that's the first thing that happens I shot a six point oh yeah I got an eight point the other day <laughs> just be real yeah you know just, and be genuine you know maybe you didn't get any point but just the top yeah things. And it's the one up each other yeah yeah how about
0: we just be real with what we're feeling and what we're dealing with and where we're at you know I've, I've been going through a tough time myself here lately with some stuff that's going on and you know you're, you're walking around and people are like oh how you doing and you're like how are you doing <laughs> you don't want to answer the question because you don't want to be hey, how are you? Yeah, yeah. yeah how are you <laughs> So yeah, so having a, a creative outlet, like music or something like that, or art, like uh, or even like woodworking, you know, like having a creative outlet is a really great way, I think, for men to
1: channel the things right. they're feeling. You know, I mean, I mean, when it comes to creativity, I, mean, I, I it's so difficult. I mean, I mean, I'll give people credit right now, especially with the pandemic in itself. There are two ways you could have looked at the pandemic. You could have said, there's no way it's done. We're not going to get to play anymore. I mean, in my situation, we're not going to get to play anymore. Why are you going to write music about anything right now? And then there was also the fact that, you know what, you could channel that and say, I had a great opportunity. I mean, before he got in trouble, think about Morgan Waller. He wrote a, a what was that, four album, fourth 48 song album or something like that. So you could, I think you should, Really consider always turning on your creativity somehow, even no matter what your mood is. Because like when I write, I might be, I might be sad, I might be depressed, I might be I might be um, fighting something myself. I notice those moments, those dark moments, are the moments that the creativity really comes out. And really start to take note of who you are and what you're doing as a person. It's like, in those dark moments, those are the things that can really bring out something bigger and better. So even if it's
0: not something that's ever going to be published or put out there, you know, it might just be something for you and you alone to process and work through it, you know, but it could be something that is used like your music to help somebody else, you know, to to help somebody else connect or to
1: help somebody else interact with it. I've said this before and I fully believe this, you know, I never, I'm a very open, confident person and I'm not very, um, and I get this, I kind of trained myself to do this, I guess, but uh, they call it introvert-extrovert or being confident versus being shy. And I I can't imagine how many people feel like they can't express themselves. You know, like maybe they don't know how or they just don't feel like they're important enough or whatever. But what I say to those people is you're robbing everybody else. You're robbing yourself and you're robbing everybody else of what we could possibly know about you and what we could possibly know about life. Maybe there's something that you don't share because you're not being confident or you're not being um, assertive enough for yourself, I guess. And we don't really, we won't know. And I, I always feel like you might, I might be robbing somebody if I don't step up and say something. You know what I mean? That's, that could just be my um, my personality. But, I mean, I don't want to be... Pressing or anything, but when it comes to who I am as a person, i don 't want to rob somebody because that's that 's in my control. The rest of society is not
0: right yeah, as far as it's up to you, you want to make sure that you 've said the right thing and done the right thing yeah i I struggle sometimes because my confidence sometimes can be too much, and then i 'll stray into <laughs> you know confidence and you go to arrogance and that doesn 't go over well so i 'm working on <laughs> keeping that in check, but um
1: that's uh, that's called humility, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Humility <laughs> keeps it in check. And, and I've noticed if I never have enough, somebody will come along and give it
1: to me. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I used to I used to laugh because that was when I first started reading the Bible as a kid. I would come across the humility, and I, I actually said that to my parents one time. I'm like, "Is that does that mean being humiliated? Is that what?" Like, hum- and they kind of looked at me like. It could be. It could it's, be if you're going to take it too far. Like if that's what be, it takes. You, you, you can find yourself humiliating and become humbled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it could be. That's the hard way to learn it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it usually is with me. I'm I'm stubborn, so I learn things the hard way. So uh, I know you've also written, you know, you've got several books. that You, you actually write a lot. You, you've written your songs. You've got some books out there on Amazon. and
1: I've got a uh, uh, half dozen, I think. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Some self-help books and stuff like that. I think it's kind of interesting and, you know, I like to do this. A lot of and- self-help books. You know what I mean? Like 40,
1: 50 pages. Uh, that's the kind of stuff I used to like to read. Yeah. So I was like, put it together. Hopefully it helps somebody. Yeah. yeah. And put it um, out there. So when, um, like I said, when I, when I write, I, I try to connect my personal experiences because I feel like that's why I was having, you know, I, I don't think it's oh you know, God throwing lightning bolts down at me or anything, but, um, I, I think we're given struggles in to learn and become wise, I guess. I, I look at struggles as a way of, I hate them when they happen, but I look at it a way to say, okay, how can I learn from this? What can I learn? Yeah. Move forward. I, I think as men, we should always do this. I think we know everything. Um, I mean, even anybody should be looking at their lives and saying, Yes, yeah, that's, that's, that's not what I want out of it. Let's try to figure out how to make it better. Whatever the circumstances is, some natural, some not. Um, and that's where a lot of the self-help books came from. Um, and that's where a lot of the songs come from.
0: So there's a couple of questions I like to ask all the guys that I interview. And uh, the first one's a little bit deep. But let's say little Andrew was here. I don't mean your son, Andrew, but little you was here in the room. And you had the opportunity to speak into his life and tell him what he what he's going to need to hear.
1: What would you tell him? Uh, don't give up. I mean, if, I, if I'm going back in the past and telling myself at a young age, don't give up um, and dream bigger. I would tell him to dream bigger. Because I didn't find out until later in life that, I mean, later in life, I mean, I'm not talking like I'm 60 years old or anything, but um, I, I would say dream bigger, believe bigger, and anything's possible. I, I really would. That's I know that sounds cliche, but I'm seeing stuff now. Like I said, my world is smaller. My sphere is smaller. If I would have known this 10 years ago, I have to wonder where I would be today. Just 10 years ago. Now go back to when I was a kid in high school. I kind of want to tell myself in high school, "Don't worry about what's going on right now." <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you know, I look back at high school and i was like, ah, "Did I really learn anything then?" Probably not. But I think that's what I would tell myself to, you know, enjoy life, find yourself, and believe bigger. Then the other question
0: is to the guys that are listening: What advice do you have for them?
1: Advice to the guys. Well, like we talked about, be genuine. Be genuine, be true to yourself, find yourself. If you're struggling with areas of your life, I think the first thing that I ever had to do for myself when I finally found who I was, I had to forgive myself. Everything I've done up to that point, forgive myself for not even knowing everything, um, for being ignorant, You know, for messing up, Forgive myself for letting things happen, whether I did them or not. You know, bad things people did to me. I forgive myself. You know, I, I'm gonna forgive. I'm gonna forgive that guy in the mirror first, and then I'll forgive somebody else. Because right now, and then secondly, forgive yourself and then love yourself. Because if you don't love yourself, no one's gonna love you. It doesn't matter. Whatever. I know it sounds like very selfish advice, but at the same time, you got to figure yourself out first before you can possibly try to help other people, in my opinion. Um, And that's where I found my peace with who I am and what I struggle with. Um, So that'd be my best advice. I think it's excellent advice. Excellent advice, man. Thank you very much.
0: I appreciate it. interview with us here on the Manly Hood Man cast. I have been friends with Andrew for a long time, and I appreciate his music. This music is really phenomenal, so please, make sure that you follow him on social media. Make sure that you go and buy a copy of the album and listen to it wherever it is that you listen put it on repeat it's some hard hitting good rock and roll i love it let's show him some love also let's show manlyhood some love if you appreciate the work we're doing please share our podcast with somebody please share our youtube channel leave comments likes reviews that helps tell our ai overlords that control all the algorithms that we're putting out valuable content If you just pay attention to it yourself, that's great. But make sure you share it with somebody. Let's give the kudos where they go so that we can help get manlyhood in front of more people. Listen, I love you guys. I care about you. And we'll see you next time. If you want to be a better man, check out our website, manlyhood.com, for blogs, videos, and more from our manlyhood team. And you can also join our private Facebook group, Manlyhood Man Cave, where you can meet up with a band of brothers who will challenge you and help you on your journey of manhood. This episode is produced by Hatcher Media for Manlyhood.com. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes, YouTube, or wherever you're listening to the show. Tune in again for more of the Manlyhood Mancast.